This is the Westwards podcast, a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Western Sydney is located on the traditional lands of the Darug, Gunungurra and Tharawal Nations, and we acknowledge and offer our respects to all Indigenous people and to their Elders past, present and emerging. Opinions and views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Westwards organisation. If you'd like to ask questions, offer feedback or simply learn more about what we do at Westwards, please visit westwards.com.au. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the West Words podcast for today, Saturday the 14th of August 2021. I'm James Roy, I'm your host today, and I'm wishing you the very best in the middle of these crazy and mostly unprecedented times. I mean, I say unprecedented because we did do something similar to this about a year ago, this lockdown, uh, you probably remember. And about 100 years ago as well, when the, the virus we were trying not to get had a very different name. Of course, on that occasion, it was the Spanish flu. But at the same time, it's unprecedented in the way that we can remain connected, despite all having to stay at home. Uh, We all have our pet sayings that we're known for amongst our family and friends. The thing that we'll kind of blurt out at a particular moment might be just a, um, you know, some sort of observation or statement or or just a funny, pithy saying or a quote from Monty Python. You know who you are if you're using Monty Python quotes too freely. And... One of mine, which I found myself using a lot when I was working in a music store a couple of years back, was, what a time to be alive. And usually when I said it, uh, it was when some incredible but completely affordable new product had turned up from, you know, a company like Fender or Roland or Yamaha, some of these really innovative companies. And and I'd go, what a time to be alive. And everybody would go, ah, yes, James, what a time to be alive, of course. Someone would buy a $2,000 guitar that they couldn't really afford and they would use Afterpay and I'd say, what a time to be alive. And eventually it reached the point where people were saying it for me. I I think they were mocking me. I can't be sure, but I'm fairly confident they were mocking me. I'd I'd walk into the shop carrying four coffees on a tray and one of my colleagues would pipe up with, carrying four coffees at once, what a time to be alive. I know, hilarious, right? Well, folks, it is definitely an amazing time to be alive. We've got QR codes and contact tracing and... Fast COVID testing, not to mention a vaccine that tricks the body into thinking you've had the bug in question. A couple of vaccines, in fact, and a third one now. So, plus there is the miracle of online learning, which whilst we're fast getting to the point where we kind of hate it, perhaps not as much as our kids hate it, but yeah, it's it's pretty onerous. It's actually also quite, well, miraculous when you think about it. And just on that, can I once again make a big shout out to all the teachers who are working so hard to to keep our kids educated and uh, keep them enthused and and all the rest of it in this really tricky time. And and best to all the HSC students who are just getting into their exams as well. Um, It's been really tough on you guys and we do wish you all the best. So there's the online learning, but there's also the meetings on Zoom. And how many Zoom meetings have you had? Because I've had a couple just in the last 24 hours. And I fully expect to get a call from Zoom any day now offering me a loyalty card. You know, every, every, for every six hours you spend on Zoom, you get another hour on Zoom, I guess. It doesn't sound all that exciting, does it? 
But the technology that we're using, or as it's been summed up by many hashtag science, but there's another component to all this, the very fact that we can sum up, we can stream more entertainment into our homes than we can mathematically ever expect to get through. And that is, that is testament to the incredible technology we now have access to. But it's also testament to the creative output that we have access to as audience members, but also as creators. As on Facebook the other day, I saw that someone had made the following observation. They said, imagine this pandemic had happened in the 1990s. There'd be no iPad or smartphone, no Netflix or Foxtel, no PlayStation or Xbox, no online gaming, no podcasts or audio books or new music landing on your phone at the push of a button, no Zoom or FaceTime with which to stay in touch. It'd just be you, a Nokia 3110 and Snake. Now, I had a Nokia 3110 and it was an excellent little phone, but... I wouldn't want to be left alone in a room with it for too long. I think I'd run out of things to do on it. And as for Snake, well, that was fun for a while, I guess. But so, but I will stand by my comment that it, it is an amazing time to be alive. Now, by no means do I intend to minimise the difficulty that people might have been facing in the current climate. Isolation is super tough, and if you're alone at the moment, uh, please reach out to family or friends to, just to stay in touch. I know that Zoom and Teams and Hangouts and Facebook Live are a part of our working life, but they don't need to exclusively be the territory of business meetings, so do use them to spend time with friends. And, of course, it's not the same as being with real people. I mean, I'm a musician, and I, I've, I'm so desperately missing getting up in front, in front of an audience or even just going and sitting in a, a room with a whole bunch of other people who love music and hearing someone perform. But it is something. It is something to... Uh, be able to get on the technology we have access to and get in touch with people. We've actually been doing a quiz night. We we used to go uh, every night, every not every night, that would be crazy, every Thursday night to uh, to trivia night. And uh, of course, with the lockdown, we can't do that. So we've been doing a Thursday night trivia night. And it's a lot of fun with the, the friends that we normally go and hang out in a team with. And it's a lot of fun. We're not playing for anything. We're just playing for fun. Uh, it's also great at the moment, it's a great time to get busy on that creative project that you've been thinking about starting or completing. So in today's podcast, I thought I'd take you through some of the opportunities we're offering, uh, some of the resources we have housed on our various platforms, some features of the Westwards Clubhouse that the creative youngsters in your life will love and much more. So you can get the best advice and inspiration and not even have to leave the house. So stay with us. The other day, uh, somebody was asking me what my Desert Island album would be if I, if I had to be in isolation, perhaps forever on, a, on an island I could only have access to one album. And it's a pretty, pretty terrifying and, and tragic thought, isn't it? But if you had to pick one, what would it be? And, and I was thinking about this and... I've been able to listen to quite a bit of music in lockdown. I also got to listen to a lot of music when I was driving to Wedderburn for Westwards every day or so, but I've, I had a, an opportunity to kind of listen in a different way being at home. So when my friend asked me, what would be your Desert Island album, your isolation album, I didn't have to think all that hard because the album I was thinking of, I've loved since the late 80s when, I don't know if that's when it came out, but certainly when I first heard it. It might have been early 80s when it came out. But the album I'm talking about is The Nightfly by Donald Fagan. Donald Fagan, many people will know, is the lead singer and 
keyboardist and general creative force behind Steely Dan. And he was, uh, I'm not sure how long ago it was, maybe a, two years ago, uh, Walter Becker, his, his, his uh, bandmate and partner in crime, sadly passed away. Donald Fagan is a tremendous solo artist. He's also a renowned perfectionist. And uh, Steely Dan's album, Two Against Nature, which uh, came out of maybe 10 years ago, was uh, it was an, a Grammy winner for Best Album. And uh, the engineering that goes into a Steely Dan or a Donald Fagan album is top draw. And so this is a quote today from Donald Fagan. He says, I have a critical nature in the sense that when I look at something, I often look for the flaws. Now, first glance, this quote would suggest that Fagan is a negative person and, and perhaps, he's, perhaps he's a negative person. I've never met him. But what I do know is that I love his music and the music he made with Walter Becker under the name Steely Dan and as a solo artist. In one sense, when he speaks of looking for flaws, Fagan could be speaking about the idea that comes up all the time in any art form, that without pain or flaws or loss or imperfection, there is no art. A perfect relationship offers very little to sing about, unlike a broken heart. However, I, I think I prefer to look at this quote as a reflection on the way a raw idea is turned into a rough representation which, after close attention to the flaws, reaches a state approaching perfection. Anyone who's ever listened to a Steely Dan song or any of Donald Fagan's solo work will immediately recognise this attention to detail, as I just said. Even if the kind of music Fagan writes and performs isn't quite your bag, it's indisputable that he values perfection as much as if not more than any other single element. Whether he's looking for the perfect production, the perfect chord, the perfect phrasing, he's always looking. Steely Dan concerts are renowned for the quality of their mix, and I'm sure it's because Fagan would settle for nothing less. Famously, on their classic 1977 album Aja, which is also the subject of one of the episodes of Classic Albums, which I recommend you go and find and track down because it's, it's remarkable. But on that album, Aja, uh, finding just the right musical personnel was such a priority that six different drummers were employed on the seven tracks of the album. The editing process isn't a single step. It's a long process where you get to the end, then turn back to the first page and begin again, over and over, looking at structure this time, consistency of voice and next, a particular character after that, then how this has affected structure. So as a writer or as a creator or as an artist, by all means strive for perfection. But as well as admiring the greater shape and form, don't forget to look for the flaws. What I'd like to do now is just quickly go through some of the opportunities that Westwards is offering at the moment for people of all kinds of different uh, stages of writing development or writing ability or career stage, any of those things. We've got something for everyone, really. Uh, so first of all, the Fisher's Ghost Writing Prize has just opened. The, this is for anyone who lives or goes to school in Campbelltown City uh, over the age of fourth grade. The entries can be in the form of short story, narrative, non-fiction, memoir or poetry. That's open right now uh, and the winner, adult winner receives $300 with $100 for the highly commended and school students win $100 and 50 respectively. And there's a number of categories for that. 
hiding in plain sight, as I say, is the theme. And Fisher's Ghost is, uh, if, you're, if you've got some time, go and check out Fisher's Ghost because it is a, a bit of a, uh, a famous story around the Campbelltown MacArthur area. And this, this uh, competition, it says, hiding in plain sight, each of us is made of stories, some we've heard, some we hold close, some we long to share. And so it's an opportunity to explore some of those ideas like seeing things that, in a new way that you've always looked at but not seen in that way or it might be about things being hidden from you or hiding things from other people, keeping secrets to yourself. The, the, your approach can be entirely yours. So if you live in the Campbelltown area or go to school in the Campbelltown area, uh, this is an opportunity for you to, uh, to contribute or to actually win a prize. So the entries can only be submitted online. So the best place to go is to westwes.com.au. Follow the links and you can get onto the, uh, the website there and, and get involved. In a similar way, if you, are, if you live in Blacktown LGA, the Blacktown Merrill Creative Writing Prize is open at the moment. If you're a poet, the Blake Prize is now open. Now, the Blake Poetry Prize challenges Australian poets to explore the spiritual and religious in a new work of 100 lines or less. I can't believe it's a year since I last plugged this particular competition because uh, I remember doing this and, and I remember making the point that uh, you don't have to be, you can be anything. You can be a Christian, you can be a pantheist, you can be a Buddhist, you can be a pastafarian like me, you can be anything you like. You may not have any kind of spiritual beliefs in that way. It's a prize that is designed to explore that broad uh, experience, human experience of spirituality and answering those questions that's, that religion attempts to answer, which is why are we here, what are we doing here, and who are we and how do we live a good life, I suppose, is one way to put it. So it's an open poetry prize that challenges poets both national and international in conversations concerning faith, spirituality, religion and or belief. It is non-sectarian. The entries are not restricted to works related to any faith or any artistic style, but all poems entered must have a recognisable religious or spiritual integrity and demonstrate high degrees of artistic and conceptual proficiency. And the prize money for this is $5,000. There is an entry fee of $30, but $5,000 is not a meaningless amount. And we got some tremendous entries last year. We No, from, no one from Westwards was a judge, but uh, this year... The judges are Judith Nangala Crispin, who was the winner last year, Anthony Lawrence, who was one of Australia's leading poets, and Juan Garrido Salgado, who is a, uh, an immigrant to Australia from Latin America, who endured a great deal of uh, torment and suffering for his art and for his political views. And they are three pretty heavy hitters in the poetry world, and they are the judges. So once again... You can go to our website, westwords.com.au, and you can find all the details there. There's also, and I'm going to get to this again in a minute, but there's also on our Westwords official YouTube page, there are a whole bunch of recordings of last year's winners and shortlisted poems, plus an interview that I did with Judith Nangala Crispin and the runner-up, Louise Carter. So get along to YouTube's uh, Westwards official page, and you can check out a whole bunch of stuff to do with the Blake Prize. While we're talking about our YouTube channel, can I just uh, mention this, that the, the recent crop of Western Sydney Emerging Writers Fellows, who were 
Emma O'Neill, Sandham, Kim Pham, Ala Alfron and Vivian Pham have all just finished their fellowship, which means that they have each done a video, a video workshop on various aspects of the writing process. And the one that I uploaded a couple of days ago is writing about you and drawing you with Vivian Pham and Ala Alfron, who are working on graphic novels. There are the other two videos as well. The one from Kim Pham is about writing with intention. And that one is really suitable for uh, students, uh, high school students, maybe senior primary school students, because it approaches a fairly complex topic, but in a way that is easily accessible. And then, of course, there's Emma O'Neill Sandham, who did a tremendous video uh, workshop about the questions that you ask and the way you approach interviewing people for writing biography. So they're all available on the Westwards official YouTube channel. You can find them on a playlist called, called Wise Words 21, which follows on from the Wise Words 20 from last year, which were the last three fellowships. And they're really terrific. Now, I would just then segue into saying that the dates have been extended for the next Emerging Writers Fellowship, the 2021 crop, and they are open until the 23rd of August. So you've got another week to get that together. So there's a couple of things that you have to be. You have to be in the first five years of your practice as a writer. You have to be from Western Sydney or have spent a significant amount of time working in Western Sydney or have lived in Western Sydney. So if you are a person working in fiction, non-fiction, journalism, poetry, song lyrics, performance, writing online, all other forms of creative writing and new media, then you are eligible to enter provided you tick off that other box which is emerging in Western Sydney. It's two boxes to tick in fact. And one of those fellowship, fellowships will be granted to an emerging writer who is specifically writing for children and or young people. And illustrators with a demonstrated interest in the narrative through visual media can also apply. And as part of your fellowship, you receive $4,000 and you also receive a tailored program of mentorship over a six to nine month period. So as I say, you've only got a week to, to get all that together. But if you tick those boxes and you would like to put, throw your hat in the ring, then you should do so because you just don't know, do you? While we're looking at the other opportunities that are around, we can talk about the Pinarola Illustrated Residence, which is, we've talked about this quite a bit, but it's up in Blackheath. And uh, that's got a little bit longer to go, but not a lot. So get on the website and check that out. Now, if you're, a young, if you're a young person and you love books and reading, then R.A. Spratt, Rachel Spratt, is still in our clubhouse. But not only that, in the clubhouse, there is any number of different things you can go and do. There are all the archives from the previous guest bloggers in the clubhouse blog. So uh, Tim Harris, Jacqueline Harvey, Oliver Pomervan, they have all been guest bloggers and all those guest posts are still available to read. But there's also the show and tell section, which has got videos, podcasts, uh, workshops, drawing workshops, writing workshops, everything. But of course, the big ticket item for this particular month is Rachel Spratt, R.A. Spratt, who wrote Pesky Kids, Friday Barnes series of books, Nanny Piggins series of books. She's a TV writer and she has a tremendous podcast called Bed Bedtime Stories with R.A. Spratt. So this isn't a bad bit of homework, maybe, for people who are homeschooling. Tell them to get on the Westwards Clubhouse site and go to the blog and have a chat with Rachel Spratt. They might as well be learning from one of the best. While you're on the YouTube channel, Westwards Official, make sure you check out 
the readings because we have one of these every week and the current one is from Malanun. Malanun is a good friend of Westward. She's done some work with us in the past doing workshops and podcasts. I did a podcast with her last year where she talked about crime writing because she is best known as a crime writer. Although she's becoming a bit of a uh, legend in the YA world because her book, When the Ground is Hard, was Children's Book Council shortlisted last year, but it was also shortlisted for the Prime Minister's Literary Award. It's a tremendous book, as is her new one, which is called Sugartown Queens. So you can hear an excerpt of Mala reading from her own book if you go to Westwards Official on YouTube, or you can just go to our website and find the, follow the links through there. But then there's also the, all the other readings as well by some of the very best writers in Australia. So that's kind of it from us for this fortnight. I will be back in a week's time with another mini masterclass. Please stay safe and uh, look after yourself. It's pretty ugly out there, so make sure that you're remaining safe and sane and, and supporting those around you. But, of course, don't forget that this is a great opportunity to actually do some creative work if you can find the time and the space to do it in with all the other people around you. Get your head down and do some, do some creating and make it happy creating. See you. Bye for now.